I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. Did you notice anything different? Just just a little bit. Uh, we've got a new presenting host this week, folks. That's right. Somebody actually made the decision to put us on their website, and that is the Hammer Betting Network. Uh, you know, this means we're going full tout. If you haven't paid us already... We're going to send you a bill next week uh, for the last decade of free podcasts. No, never, never. You know that the, that's not our style. But uh, the Hammer decided to bring us on for some MMA content. Uh, go check them out at thehammer.bet. Um, I didn't know you could do cool handles like that on the interwebs because I'm old. Uh, but they've got coverage on all of the actual sports that are out there from people that know how to do math and, like, actually know how to bet and stuff. Uh, I, I think Bo's over there. They got the, the turtle that beat Ben. They got the turtle. <laughs> uh, we're just going to stick to the idiot sports that, that we know, and, and nothing's going to change on this end. Uh, we're still going to have fun. It's just hopefully a few more people will see us now because, as you know, we are terrible at marketing. That was way too long for an intro. Sean's with me, Wes is with me, Lance has AIDS again. Uh, we'll see if he can recover in time for the, the Dubronx breakdown. The Dubronx. Uh, we need to get a couple of those in tonight. But Sean, how are you doing? How excited are you? Very excited, but it wouldn't be uh, a special week without you cutting off the, the intro. You, you, you were so, you were a little premature on that one. You uh you didn't get the full, but that's it's okay. It's okay. That's this is how we roll. Like, let's be serious. Uh, um, we didn't expect what, anything. What part better. did I miss? It was dancing around, oh, okay. and then then the beautiful face came on screen, and I just I couldn't contain my excitement. I know you couldn't contain yourself. There there were the, the old sound bites that uh, that were still popping off. We we got the the West give me fucking truth, and uh, Lance likes wood inside. You cut those off, so I guess the the fans will have to wait till next week for for that to to get the, the full effect then. There we go. I don't follow instructions very well. Sean laid out this whole like script, and I was like, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me. You're a grown man with a ponytail. Uh, I'm just going to do my own thing. Do it live. Uh, do it, but still do it live. still go go visit the Hammer, because yeah. uh, they do some cool shit over there. Wes, how, how are things down in, in the bluegrass? It's getting cold, man. It's getting that time of year. Football oh, season. You, you it, was, it was freezing overnight last night here. Yeah, we got we we've gotten a couple couple freezes already, which is yeah, it happens. You know, we're it's football season, so representing our yeah. uh, our boy OBC out in out in Denver. Um, yeah, I'm man, good it's cool. What what are they? Yeah, like yeah, four he's, and one or something like that. Yeah, beating some uh, some highly ranked, uh, you know, high class teams out there this year too, man. Um, I mean, we shouldn't be really surprised. From the old ball coach. No. I mean I'd I'd we expect I'd it at over, this point. I'd take him over half the half the NFL right now, honestly. Like <laughs> those bozos. Oh boy. 
Some galaxy brains stuff. going on there. Yeah, doing good, man. Um, pretty cool to to be over here. Um, you know, doing a doing a little uh, our shenanigans over on the hammer. Um, I think we're definitely going to be a little bit more of um, the casual content over here. There's some there's some serious need some of that too. Yeah, there's some serious guys. Uh, yeah, so check them out, man. It's uh, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, you know, the 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 Pozzola fucking uh, eating the the chip today is the content that we all want. That you like, needed. Yeah, that, that's that's the gotta give stuff. him props. Gotta give him props. He he took it like a champ. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that would not uh, have survived that. Fifteen minutes. That's uh, that's pretty good. What what was the over? Like thirty six seconds or something like that? Yeah, yeah. that was. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too easy. Um, Sean, I've got to be honest with you. I thought when you set this whole thing up, it was the hammered. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I put a couple extra beers to the side, but we'll just go with the regular amount for this week. Um, but That's good. We're kicking it off in style because it's Dubron season, baby. It's... uh. And not even just Dubron's season. I mean, that's that's enough to make a great card. But uh, we got a bantamweight title bout. We got some some Peter Yan and Omuki. Uh, it, it's a pretty great card all the way down. Probably one of the best of the year. Um, so that's that's some exciting stuff for the listeners to look forward to. Before we get to that, we're gonna. Try and go back to our old style of recap and, and blow through it a bit quicker, uh, especially with that card that UFC put on last week. Uh, I, I guess before we do that, though, we're new to some listeners. Um, so we've been doing this podcast, not necessarily the three of us right now, uh, a rotating cast of characters for like a de- decade now. Uh, we're all pretty good at betting. We, we win some money. Um, it looks like my internet is being laggy right now, so that's fun. I, I hope you guys don't have to put up with that in the first episode too much. Um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty good at betting. Uh, I think Sean, probably the worst of us, he's only up like 50 <laughs> units yeah. this year. They're fraud units. And he's trying yeah. to cut me off for saying this, for, for bringing the truth. <laughs> um, They're fraud units, what can I say? Sean, Sean's anyway, having, having uh, a pretty good, Sean, pretty good season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, Bradley. Yeah, he, he's you're, still right at this. You're killing us. Uh, Wes <laughs> has been betting. Oh, no. First week and, and Brad's internet decides. I swear it's like curse or something. That's like when we went with Lance and, and we would have perfect uh, internet and then he is. would come along and then it would just be terrible. In, in years, yeah. months maybe. And Lance, like we try to do any other platform and Lance's stuff just starts yeah. dropping everywhere. Yeah. Brad has not had an internet problem in weeks. and Years. Get, More like years. It gets a little cold up there, and yeah, and then is. all goes to shit. I tell you. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, as as Brad was trying to say, Wes is also 
a good gambler. He's having a, a very good year. All all his bets are are uh, tracked on the old bet stamp, which is uh, for the brand as well. I'm so that's currently that's closing stuff. everything on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good idea, Brad. Probably a good idea. Um, do we want to recap last week real quick? Yeah, probably I mean, should. Yeah. While we're we're waiting for for Brad to to shake loose those cobwebs. Um. Yeah, so I think we're going to try to to run through the prelim card really quick, like we used to, where uh, we just recap them, recap them all and uh, and then just touch on whichever ones uh, are uh, stood out, uh, good or bad. Um, so yeah, starting off the night, we had uh, an absolute murder. Uh, Pete Rodriguez knocking out Mike Jackson in just a mean fashion. This is why there are MMA fighters and they there are journalists uh, slash photographers. Uh, he should not have been there. Uh, after that, we had Tatsuro Tyra submitting uh, CJ Viagra uh, by armbar. Uh, Piero Rodriguez defeated Sam Hughes by decision. Johansson Brito took out. Lucas Alexander, who may have been a janitor off the street. We will never know. Uh, Jacob Malkoon made me eat some some lunch there and fairly easily yeah. defeated Nick Maximoff. And <clears throat> Leomana Martinez defeated Brandon Davis by split decision. Wes, what, what stands out for you there? <clears throat> yeah, um, we... Uh... We we should be like banned for betting on Maximoff, dude. Like that that was that was just horrible, man. Um, good, you know, good shot shot to Brad. Like he was he was on that the whole time. Uh, that was the Munich. That was the Munich bet of the week last week. Yeah, but Maximoff is terrible, dude. Like he he's he's really really bad. Um. Um. Tyara, he looked pretty good, man. It was a good, um, uh, a good submission. I think he's all right, dude. Still young. Um, though burrito, man, of course. Um, yeah, the, 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 pre- the prelims went pretty, pretty well for me, uh, betting wise, but then it, I kind of gave a lot of it back, uh, later on the card on those, those dogs. Uh, I said on last week's show that, that I like, but we're probably going to lose well, a lot of them. They ended up losing, so. Yeah, I, f- I feel you. Um, Tyra, he's got skills and obviously he's young, uh, but there's definitely some holes there. He Viagra's not the one to, to do it, but the, there might be somebody soon that might do it. Um, do you think the uh, the tirade that uh, Leomana uh, Martinez had from... Uh, from old James Krause is, is, was the final nail in the coffin for, for betting getting banned in, in the UFC with all the, everybody's like, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, Krause had a way too much money on his fighter and was losing his mind after two rounds. And, uh, there was a little more oomph behind that pep talk after the uh, second round. And then of course it comes out the, the next day or a couple days later that they, they can't bet on fights. Uh, uh, Mr. James Krause is losing a bunch of his income. I, I'm I'm not even sure how much money he's personally got uh, on on these fights, but he is like 
touting and and apparently he's got a fairly large group of people that 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 pay him for for fights um so i mean he doesn't want to so is he, he gonna loophole it is he gonna loophole it with uh he's like i'm not betting it i'm just giving out picks and people well, are gonna continue to pay him so like it was it, it was this stuff trickling out about him that got this statement like but on, on the other hand there's no way they can enforce that. There, there's no, no way you can, you're going to be able to track all of, all of these fighters and coaches and just gym people and stuff that they could give, you know, I mean, um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely because of that, that crowd stuff coming out. And I don't, like I said, I don't personally think he puts much money on anything, but no. he does make a, I, he's probably making more money touting a bunch of people. Um, on Discord than he does coaching or anything. So of course it's gonna affect his corner and, and hell yeah, you know he gave out uh, his his fighter there. So yeah, it's not it hasn't hasn't been a good look, man. Like none of that was a good look on him. Yeah. Uh not great. Not great. The man is back. How oh. pixelated is he though? It looks I, better. I switch. It, it was. I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. It's the Telegram. <laughs> the the Russians don't like me. I'm I'm Ukrainian, so they're trying to just trying to cut it off at the source. Um, so yeah. Did how did we talk about uh, about my dude Jacob Malkoon? How how did that one go down? We gave you. Uh, we gave you your. We phone. gave him some props. We gave you. We we said that was the the Munich bet of the week last week, and and we're idiots we for go. betting Maximoff. But you can definitely take another lap. I mean, regardless, irre, regardless of the injury, that was a. Uh, I think that was going to be bad news for us. Regardless, that was just bad. I personally, I really don't like to to victory lap too much. Uh, you know, in a little bit. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, that was that was fun. He still sucks, but you know exactly what he's going to do out there, which is the best kind of suck for a fighter to be. He's better but, than I thought, but maybe I had way too low of expectations for him. It was it was the way that the Hogs beat him and then yeah. went on like his shittiest streak. It just looked real bad, but Yeah. I don't know. He's uh, we, he's all right. We overestimated the avenues for Maximoff, though. Like, we thought his wrestling was a little better. We thought he could get up off the ground, and he did somewhat, but I think he got injured, too, and it was just, it was all bad from there. Like, I think he tweaked his knee oh, or yeah, something, he, right, he early in the fight. Like, yeah. and it, it was it was over from there. Uh, oh, Coom uh, isn't good, though, man. Come on. Come on. What are, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Uh, I'm just glad he ma- still made it to a decision. That's that's incredible. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Yeah, you got lucky there that uh, that Malkoon could not finish anything if his life depended on it. The reason that I wanted to to bring that one up is for like a collective victory lap um, because we all kind of individually we're pretty decent as betters, but the consensus in the Munich. Sean, Sean has the numbers, but uh, pretty impressive stuff that when we put these four quarter brains together, well, I guess three <laughs> in today's case, uh, it, it works out all right most of the time. It's all you need to, to win it, money at MMA, it turns out. Land, 
I'm I'm disappointed in Lance though for for chasing trophies over showing up for for the show tonight. Like, Those under uh, nine trophies are forever, Wes. <laughs> They fly forever. I think my parents burned all those a couple decades ago. Yeah. Uh, where where mm. were you when I? Well, we 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 did the whole prelim. We we went Beautiful. through it. Just some more sadness uh, for for you. That's for sure. Yep. Um. Yeah, Misha Serkinov is exactly who we thought he is at this point. I don't even know that we need to go through these fight by fight. We can we can do the same thing as the prelims. Go through them all, and if you guys have anything yeah. to say, then uh, then you can just spit it out. Um, Absolutely smoked Misha Turkinov. Uh That was not pretty. Hafaila uh, Sunsau. That was uh, turn back the turn clock back a the little clock. bit against Victor Henry, yep. and <laughs> yeah. Um, that that was nice to see. You don't always see that. Uh, Dusky Toad's daddy and Beverly Hills Ninja was. I don't know exactly that what we thought it would be, but that was awesome. It was damn entertaining. It was gross. That was awesome. That was awesome, man. Uh, and then Jonathan Martinez just kicked the shit out of Cub. Um. Probably a bad idea for Cub to cut down to Bantamweight, and I was way too confident in him. Talked myself into him more as the week went, so that wasn't great. Uh, Under was good, though. And uh, Alexa Grasso and Arujo went 25 minutes, and I don't remember much of anything there. Uh, it was nice that it was a five-fight main card, though. That made it nice a little quick. more bearable. So, yep. uh, Sean, thoughts on any of those? Uh, yeah, it was good to see us on Sal, kinda, like you said, turn back the clock. Uh, MMA's a cruel bitch, and, and there is, especially at lower weight classes, you start climbing that age close to 40 and, and over, and it's usually bad news for you, so, um, great performance by him. Uh, obviously everybody, like Wes said, but did not follow through with last week, everybody is way too high on Victor Henry after a, uh, Good performance. Um, so yeah, that's, we were all idiots. Um, yep. Dusky, Dusky Toads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dusky Toads against, uh, the Beverly Hills Ninja was just perfect. Toads getting out grappled by Jordan Wright for almost the whole first round. And then that's all he has in cardio is four and a half minutes maybe. And, Congrats to every live bet that after the first round. Some people got like plus 200 and higher. That was very, very smart. Get um, it. <laughs> sad that Swanson went down like that, but they cashed the consensus under two and a half, so we can't be too mad. And then the main event was, it happened. Um, close fight, but not on scorecards. Thought Arugia would uh, be able to grapple a little bit better. I got burnt on that one. Plus? Yeah, um, Sergeantoff uh, needed to get a, one of those clinches he got into to the mat, or he was just—he was always going to be melted, and it it happened. Um, that's one of the one of the dogs I took there, and then yeah, talking myself 
off of a sun sal and then to completely the other side from Wednesday to Saturday, Friday night is just, uh, that, that flipped my whole card right there, uh, pretty much as far as winning money or losing money, uh, Saturday. I, I knew a sun sal was going to be tough. Um, I knew Henry was overhyped. I don't, I don't know what was going, going through my mind. That was just, that was horrible. Uh, yeah, Dusty Toes, that was, that was an awesome fight. Uh, I got some live on him after the first round, which was, uh, beautiful. Also had him by KO at plus money. Uh, we got our under on Cub. I'm, I'm not sure dropping to 135 was very smart for Cub Swanson to do at this stage. Um, at any weight though, that, he doesn't like body shots anymore. And Martinez started lighting that body up with stuff with knees and stuff. And it got to Cub very, very fast. Um, had some Martinez inside the distance plus 250 as well. So, uh, that was really nice. And the main event was just something that happened. And I wish we could, you know, I, I'm going to try to be halfway nice since we're, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not on, we're not independent anymore, but we, we got to stop doing these five round women's main events. It, it just, unless it's for a belt, it, it's got to stop because there just isn't the talent, man, to put on 25 minutes of of something. Unless you're getting somebody like Jessica Andrade or somebody like that that can finish fights and it's exciting and stuff. There's very few, and these two just, it ain't it, it's, man. It's tough. We've only had two cards in the last four weeks, spaced apart, you know, with weeks off in between, and both those main events were women's main events that were very lackluster. Um, so that... That makes it much worse. Yep, yep, it sure does. Um, the the hilarious moment of the card was certainly Jonathan Martinez after destroying Cubs' knees, then calling out Dominic Cruz, because <laughs> that dude definitely wants to fight you after seeing you kick the shit out of an old man's knees for, well, 10 minutes or however long it was. <laughs> Can't blame Martinez. Uh, oh, dude, it's, not a, Dom, it's not a dumb call-out. Dom's um, response was was great. He was just pretty much like, "Yeah, kid, keep hustling. Keep, yeah, keep keep winning those fights, buddy." <laughs> like, yep, cold blooded. Love it. Anyway, that don't tell me this Bradley is happening just... again. No, we're good. We're good. You're good. Uh, You're good. Moving on to UFC 280, and I'm going to keep my comments brief to avoid these periods <laughs> if they happen. Great card, but we're going to kick it off with a prelim that I don't think many people are going to be tuning in too early for, because I think this is at like 10 a.m. my time, like 8 a.m. Sean's. Sean, are you waking up at 8 a.m. for a women's bantamweight yeah, clash? Between Lena Landsberg and Carol Hossa. Man, I actually have a buddy coming over to watch this card, uh, which doesn't happen unless it's like a, a massive card. And because it's so early and yeah, my time, I think we're just going to get hammered on Friday night and wake up and watch some fights. So I don't know. It depends on how, how hammered we get. We might be sleeping through this one, but uh, we'll see. I mean, even if you wake up, we might be sleeping through this one, so... <laughs> It might put us back to bed. Um, 
Yeah, I, I usually it, it's a fairly smart um, idea to to take some big the big dog usually uh, in women's fights when the favorite is not really that good. I have a tough time doing that in this one. Uh, I I just think that Rose is going to be able to grapple, uh, grapple Landsberg. She gets taken down by everybody. There's no way I'm betting it, but uh, Toutmaster, our pick'em contest. I'll uh, I'll unfortunately be taking the like minus three hundred lady. Uh, I know that it goes against what what I usually do and and what Brad always does. So. Uh, We'll see if it burns me. Every point matters, Sean. Every point matters. That's true. That's true. Wait, where where are you in the uh, the old Toutmaster? I I've been what getting happened? crushed the last Wait, month. Totally. I was like leading for a very very long time, and now I'm in tenth. Oof. Not even Turns out long. going on a honeymoon and uh, <laughs> some other rough cards, not caring too much, and and all that stuff is is not good for the Toutmaster lead. It happens. Uh, Wes, big big thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't have much on this fight. I I, I do like Rosa here. Uh, like Sean said, it's it's hard to to take a favorite in uh, in the pick'em contest. Um, she probably wins by decision. Um, but there's some Rosa by sub at like plus seven hundred out there that. Probably is not, uh, you know, not too bad if you want some kind of action on this fight. It, it probably goes 15 and it's a, a boring, um, boring Rosa decision, but, you know, if it's early and I haven't had any coffee, I might, uh, throw a couple bucks on that, that sub at, at plus 700. It's not widely available. I think that's like a FanDuel line, which in MMA always check FanDuel for props earlier in the week because they put up the the dumbest numbers as far as like American sports books. I know Canadians have a, a lot more stuff up there, but FanDuel for some reason their early MMA props are like really bad until they get they get bet on. So um yeah that that this that submission at plus seven hundred but Rose's Rose is the pick. Yeah I like I'm gonna have to pick Landsberg in, in Toutmaster <laughs> just because I'm a man of principle. I don't think she wins. I think this is probably 15 minutes of clinch and maybe a couple takedowns and not a lot happening at distance. Um, not the greatest fight for us to to kick off our breakdowns on, on this lovely website. Uh, next one's all right. I guess should be kind of fun. A Canadian's gonna die, probably. Like your vision. The first of many mooks on this card. A lot of mooks. Um, we got Mohammed Mukhayev taking on Malcolm Gordon. I almost slipped into a little bit of an, an Arnie uh, accent there. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll see what we can get. Sean, thoughts here? Love it. Yeah. Um... Mukaev is is he's got some pretty damn good skills for for how young he is. I don't I don't know if I mean the way that they're booking him is is probably good. I I think he has a a pretty good advantage because Malcolm Gordon is for the most part a, a grappler and Mukaev is 
a lot better grappler. So I think he's going to be in trouble. I guess Malcolm Gordon's going to be lucky because his chin's not going to get checked likely in this fight. Um, I, I think Mukaev is, is going to be able to get takedowns, get that back and, and take him out. So I'm probably going to put Mukaev in a, inside the distance in a parlay. Uh, I think he gets the, the Canadian out of there. Um, turns out Canadians are not good at fighting anymore. So they're, Pretty good fades. Wes? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Lukiev can get it done here. Um, I, I will say he's man, he, he's really short and and stuff for the for the division. And Malcolm Gordon's going to have a lot of reach advantage and stuff on him on, on the feet. So allegedly, you know, they're he, both five seven, Wes. That's, allegedly, that's. that's that's a lie. <laughs> like, there's no way. Um, but I, I think that Mukiev is going to get this to the mat. Uh, Malcolm Gordon gets, gets taken down when, when dudes want him down. Um, I actually think that, uh, Mukiev is, can get a sub in this spot. I think he's going to get it to the mat. And I think there's, there's going to be him working. He, he could get the TKO. The inside the distance is probably a lot, a lot more safer, but. I, I think he can catch Malcolm Gordon with something. Um, that that was out there at plus one sixty. Like yesterday, it's already been bet down on Fanduel to plus one thirty five. Still kind of like it. It's you you got to look for um, how he gets it done here when he's minus eight fifty. He's you know he should be minus eight fifty, but um, yeah, the inside of distance is probably a, a pretty safe parlay piece. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll probably uh, sprinkle a little on that on that sub, and he he's definitely the pick here. It's just you can't really do much with a you know he's a ten to one fave um, across the board in most places. So. Yep, uh, Malcolm Gordon has never lost by decision, and he's not lost. You know he's he's lost a few times in MMA. He's uh, got a couple losses on his record, so. It's not a great thing. I, I expect that Mukayev is probably going to get a finish at some point. I kind of looked at the over one and a half here for a bit just because they are flyweights, but uh, we saw what Mukayev did to Cody Durden, uh, and I could see him landing something equally big uh, against Malcolm Gordon, or if he does get him down, it, it could be a quick transition to the back or something like that. So... Uh, yeah, not a lot for me to bet here. The minus 1,000 favorite is probably going to win pretty easily, shockingly. Um, but should look pretty good in doing it. And I think I said he was going to be breakout fighter of the year. So, hey, look look good out there, kid. Look good out there. there. We go. Beat up uh, the Malcolm Gordons of the world. Yeah. Now. Come on, bro. Beautiful. Hey, you in the bantamweight division? Just one weight class up. We got a dude that beat up a bunch of Malcolm Gordons, and now people think he's gonna beat Peter Yawn. So, <laughs> very true. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, moving on up to the middleweight division, we got AJ Dobson uh, taking on Armin Petrosian. Not uh, not the good kickboxing Petrosian. Not related. But he's no. still a pretty no. decent kickboxer for, just not for a Petrosian. Uh, and AJ Dobson, I'm pretty sure that dude has Mark Coleman in his corner. So regardless of what happens in this fight. 
We John. need we need Mark Coleman to be in your internet's corner. Get this shit pumped up. <laughs> yeah, I think obviously Dobson has got to wrestle in this in this and get it down and and keep it there or or get uh Petrosian out of there with a sub because I think if it's on the feet then Petrosian's going to have a a pretty big advantage but if if Dobson can get it on the ground he probably has close to the same uh advantage on the ground so I don't really have a good um kind of read on on how this is going to go um Petrosian looked pretty good against the Hobocop uh, I just question if he can keep it on the feet. Uh, I think Dobson probably, probably gets lit up on the feet, but I, I, I might pick, I'll probably pick him in, in Help Master. Uh, he's, he's got some dog odds, which I've been, uh, taking too many, so might as well keep going. <laughs> yeah, you did, it's time to dig up now, stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Wes, what, what do we got? Yeah, I mean, this is a fight that Petrosian definitely, he, he wants to keep everything on the feet, but, you know, the thing about him is he, he's a, he's a boring fucker, man. Like, he doesn't do much of anything in fights. Um, he does just enough. Um, he's got decent, uh, takedown defense. I think this might turn into like a really boring kickboxing match or Dobson trying to get takedowns and lots of stalling of patrols and just fighting them off, landing enough to take a couple rounds here. Um, I'm looking at the over here. It's like plus uh, 165 for over two and a half in a fight that I just think is going to be boring and kind of slow, man. Um, Petrosian decision is sitting at plus 350. Um I just think he's the slightly better guy here. Um, I think his takedown defense is good enough. And if somebody's getting a finish here, it's it's probably him in, in some form of, of KO. So um, I haven't bet anything on this fight yet, but definitely looking at that over over two and a half at plus 165. Um, Petrosian is the pick for me. I, I think he can run, run a really boring decision or – if, if something gets, if something heavy gets landed, it's going to be by him. So, um, the Trojans, the pick, I might look at that decision, uh, as well, plus 350. Don't hate that at all. Uh, didn't really look at it as an angle beforehand, but even the, the over one and a half around minus 125, um, cause then if you get Dobson maybe getting him down for a round, we've seen that Petrosian can survive. Uh, survived a much better grappler than Dobson last time out, who was just clinging yeah. to his back. Sorry, man. I didn't, didn't even notice the one and a half out there. I'm looking at a different line too. Yeah. Yeah, one and <laughs> a half is a lot, is a lot better, I think, even at dog odds. <laughs> Might as well sprinkle both. Um, yeah, there you go. So that's, that's, that's where you get that collaboration of the brains going on on the MMA analysis. Um, we, we don't see things until the other person points them out, and we're looking at the wrong shit anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Petrosian. Don't hate decision. Uh, it could be a late stoppage. I didn't love what I've seen out of uh, Dobson's uh, gas tank so far, and Petrosian, as much as he can get taken down down at times, good defense, and he's gonna keep fighting and eventually stand back up. Uh, it's just that sometimes he does that with like six seconds left in the round and can't get anything off. So 
if he smartens up a little bit, uh, I think he's going to kind of roll here. I don't hate him as a parlay piece, but definitely not my favorite on the card. Uh, welterweight division. We've got uh, Bubakar Nurmagomedov, who's who's got certainly on the betting lines the Nurmagomedov bump. Uh, people know that he's not related, or apparently they don't know he's not related, because this guy is <laughs> not very good. Uh, and he's taking on Gadji Omar Gadjiev. Uh, one of these. I'm not even trying these, uh, tonight. Ermagadziev. Ermagird. <laughs> Russian Omar Russianev. That's, that's how they do it. They just they just repeat names like that. That fraud that backed out of the fight with Raw Dog last week. Man, what a, what a fraud. Anyway, so let's talk about shame. these guys instead, Sean. What <laughs> a weird booking. I feel like they don't usually book you know Russians against Russians. Uh, like I, I know they're good and they're going to to Abu Dhabi. I, I figured they could have found other. Other people for both of these guys to fight, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, like you said, Ner- this Nurmagomedov is is not good. Um, I, d- I don't know whether he... I mean, I would assume people just <laughs> blindly bet that name. I mean, even people just blindly bet the OV uh, at the end of the name mm-hmm. a lot of times. So um, I guess if, if you like Ermagadziev... Um, the only concern is he's dropping down in weight. Uh, he's never fought at 170. Uh, he's actually fought once uh, at 205. So uh, I would watch uh, if you're into that sort of thing. Watch the uh, the weigh-ins to see how how rough he looks, and then it probably won't matter anyway. But uh, just make sure that he can make weight um, because <laughs> it's not 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 the greatest look when they don't. And I feel like the the wave of guys coming in overweight and then just winning is, is kind of gone now. It's, it's kind of swayed the other way a bit. So, uh, I'll, I'll pick, uh, Nervigo Madoff, but I don't like it. Wes? Yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all fighting each other over here because it's, it's like the only place they can get booked at this point. Yeah. Like they can't, it's all they can't get, issues. they can't yeah, get, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Like, uh, uh, Nemaga Meridoff hasn't, he hasn't fought in like over a year and a half. Uh, there's another dude on here hasn't fought in like two and a half years. Like they can't get, can't get fights booked. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like, like Godsey here. Um, I think there's a path. I, I think if, I think this is probably going to get to the mat. I'm just hoping it's not, you know, uh, oh, Abukar on top, just controlling, doing nothing. Uh, for minutes at a time. Um, I just think at this, at this price, um, Brad's right. Like he's getting that, the bump off that name, even though people don't even realize that it. it's got just, it, it's, it's a Russian, a wrestler that's going to try to control. So, um, I'm actually surprised it's kind of coming down. I figured it'd keep going up. Um, but it's probably about time to, to play Godsey if you like him. And, um, my path is I, I I think it's gonna be on the mat and I think uh I think Godzi can uh can get in some stuff and uh him by sub is plus seven hundred, him inside the distance is like plus three fifty, plus four hundred. Um we've seen uh Namiger Medoff uh get sub by way lesser dudes in smaller organizations. So that plus seven hundred on sub is looking uh looking kinda Kind of juicy there to me. Um, 
but yeah, I like the dog shot here. It'll be a bet. And, uh, I'll be sprinkling on inside the distance and, and probably the sub as well. Yeah, I've got a, a unit on, on Godzi. Oh my god. Um, and, uh, I, I am gonna throw a little sprinkle on the sub. I actually jumped the gun and, and put a, an early couple bucks over at Mason's at 650. Um, but I see that, as Wes mentioned earlier, sometimes FanDuel comes out with some nice numbers. Uh, that's where the, the 700 is. I think that's very live. Uh, we saw Abubakar get subbed by David Zawada. It was David Zawada, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Took him down and really kind of looked lost for a guy who wanted to take the fight to the ground. Just kind of fell into a triangle. And in Gadzi's fights, he wants to grapple. Uh, he grappled a little bit with the most Russianist wet blanket ever, who happens to be Brazilian. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about him in a couple fights. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, you know, actually had some early success, got a takedown, and, and then just ended up getting reversed and controlled, as that wet blanket likes to do. So I think dropping down, he's not going to get controlled as easily. He might even get some takedowns of his own, and if he gets on top, I think he's a definite sub or a, a definite uh, submission threat in this spot. So, Gadzi's going to be a, a one unit at uh, plus one fifty, and then we'll see what we end up getting on the sub prop as well. Featherweight division: Zubaira Tokugov uh, taking on Lucas Almeida. I think Lucas Almeida is one of those guys that like. He's been in the UFC. He's fought a couple times. He fought on Contender Series, lost, then won on the regional circuit, and then came back and beat the shit out of Michael Trezano. Okay, so I've, I've seen him at least twice. Uh, no real memory of his fights. So that uh, might tell you where I'm going here. Sean? Bit of a weird booking. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I'm, It might be the Visa thing. Like, I thought... Tahugov would get a, I don't know, more established, higher-ranked fighter. Um, obviously, Almeida's um, debut in the official UFC was was pretty impressive. I mean, he did, he did get clipped by Trezano, but um, was able to get him out of there. Um, he looked fairly good, but yeah, I just think there's levels to this. I think Tahugov can can do all right on the feet, and I I. Guessing his grappling is going to be better than than Almeida's. Uh, we obviously haven't seen much from Almeida, so I'm just kind of going with the more known entity. Uh, no bet here, but the the pick is Tugoff. Wes. Yeah, I, I, this is the other one I was talking about with the with the layoff here, and I think that's got to have something to do with the line here because you know Sean's right, like this. This is a different level guy, I believe. Uh, just haven't seen him in so long. And people have seen Almeida fight on contender series and stuff. So maybe it's the only thing I can come to looking at this line because it seems a little low to me, man. Uh, seems low. It's, yeah, it's minus 150 now and stuff on a dude that's that's been pretty damn good against like legit competition in the UFC. It's just he's been off for, for two years. So... Man, it's I, I haven't betting yet. I, I'm gonna watch this line. I mean, if it if it comes down into the minus one forties and stuff, then it's gonna have to be a bet just on 
I mean, pedigree alone, strength of competition. I mean, just, I, I think he's a better, a better dude. Um, I, I, I do want it to get a little lower because you, you always got to worry about a, a layoff like that, whether it's a B. It's only been a year. It's, it's only been a year. He did beat uh, Ricardo Ramos last October. And that was, a, that's a okay, tough matchup yeah. as well. And he was able I, I, to. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, sure I, I thought Ramos it was, in that one. I thought it was approaching a couple years yet. I mean, it's it's still a layoff, yeah. which isn't you know. But um, yeah, he's got legit wins. I mean, he went he went good with Dewadu. I mean, he knocked out Kevin Aguilar. Like, not everybody knocks out Kevin Aguilar. Um, yeah, I mean, this line just seems like something's something's up, and I, I'm gonna watch it. But he's definitely the pick here. I, I just think he's the the, the all around way better dude. Yeah, I, I kind of expected more to see like a minus 300 to Kugov in this spot than this line. Um, what I remember of Almeida is having like a decent first round against Zellhuber and then getting kind of smoked the last two and, and losing that on Contender Series. And we saw that that guy's kind of a fraud. <laughs> Uh, in in his last last UFC outing, so you know, you've got uh, a guy who's being competitive and losing with borderline UFC talent, and a guy who has been super competitive with a bunch of borderline top fifteen guys. So I, I just don't really understand here. Um, as you said, line looks low. Plus, even if this is a close fight, it's in Abu Dhabi where. Judges seem a little bit more favor- favorable to the guys ending in the OV. Um, so, I mean, the crowd I, is going to be as one-sided as you'll probably yeah. ever see a fight. Yeah. That helps yeah. the judges uh, in that scenario as well. Not, uh, It's going to take a lot for Lucas Almeida to win this fight. I feel like if you're betting him... You probably want to bet him inside the distance or round one because he, he probably needs to get it done in that first flurry. Otherwise, Tahugov's going to take over and uh, probably get himself a decision. I haven't bet it yet. I don't know why. It just, like, something is weird about this. <laughs> it just feels weird in the wrong direction. Anyway, we are going to move it along to... Uh, we still got a couple prelims to go. Uh, light heavyweight division... We got the Ooz, Volkan Uzdemir, taking on Nikita Krylov. Not Al Capone anymore, so we don't like Sad. him. He's some dumb guy that got triangled <laughs> by the Bear Jew. And Ooz is some dumb guy who wouldn't even grapple with the Bear Jew. So we hate him too. Sean, who do we hate more in this fight? Uh, well, I... Definitely hate uh, Krilov myself in this fight more. Um, Uzdemir, you, you call him dumb. I call him very smart. If if you, what, unless he's into autoerotic asphyxiation or something like that, he was he had a very very smart game plan because <laughs> avoid grappling with Paul Craig. Uh, Krilov, not that smart. Obviously into that stuff because uh, he was dumb enough to play on the ground with him. Um, Volkan's shown pretty good takedown defense. I think if if Krilov tries to grapple, I think he can stuff it. I think that tires out Krilov. And on the feet, like I still trust 
Vulcan has that power. Like, I know we haven't been seeing it. Like, it, it doesn't just disappear. Like, he, he did knock out those guys, like, dead. This was a while ago, but it's still there. I still think he can catch, uh, Krilov. I've never been a fan of Krilov. Um, you know, he, he made me, I, like, I, against Gustafson, that was just a, a sad display from a, uh, former title contender. Um, I think this is, uh, this is gonna be a lot more competitive. At plus 148, I took a unit on Uzdemir to, uh, to keep it close. I know Krilov probably is, uh, gonna be a little more active, so hopefully Uzdemir is landing the more meaningful shots. Wesley. Yeah, I don't, I don't have too much to add to that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be on though Uzdemir as, as well here. Um, I don't, I don't, I think it, we're, we're seeing like wrestling Krylov now, and this is just not the, not the guy. I mean, uh, Uzmir's got, he just, he stays away, man. He doesn't engage enough to get in, to get stupid double-legged, and, uh, his takedown defense is, is, is pretty good. You just gotta worry about him landing enough. Um, I think he can land the, the slightly more meaningful shots in this fight, and just think it's gonna be a close fight. Uh, and at plus one forty, I'll take a little shot on on uh, Ozmobir. Um, Sean's right though too about the power, man. Like, doesn't go away, and he's melted some guys, man. Like, I don't think Krylov's got the the greatest chin. We've seen Krylov deaded before, so if one guy's getting getting laid out here, I, I think it's Krylov. But um, this is probably more of a just a slow paced fight, and. Um, I'll take the dog and something like that. So, uh, yeah, small play on the dog. Man. Have have we seen Krylov deaded before? Like he's been subbed a lot, but like yeah, not like, really. He got knocked out. Not well. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I I think that's the the biggest thing that's gonna push me in Krylov's favor, and I'm not on as much of an island as I was last week. Because uh, I'm not betting Krylov here, I'm I'm not that confident in him. Ozdemir is one of those guys who's always going to keep a fight close, uh, but I think that Krylov's just going to do more. Um, as you guys said, that Ozdemir has power. He's got good takedown defense. He, he's one of those nullifying fighters uh, where you might be able to not do a bunch, or he might not do a lot to you, but you're not going to do a lot to him. And I think Krylov's just complete stupidity that he showed in the Bearju fight is probably going to work out in his favor here because he's just going to come forward, throw shit, go for takedowns. He, he's just going to look like he's doing more in this fight. Uh, I don't think that as far as their skills go, he's minus 180 or minus 175, whatever he is right now. But in terms of how they fight, I, I think that judges are definitely going to favor what he does more than, than Ustamir. Uh, unless Uzmir does find that massive knockout shot. I just don't see that happening against Krylov. So not confident enough to go against you guys, but uh, not uh, taking the same side at the same time. Middleweight division, we've got uh, another one of the mooks. We've got Mukhmud Muradov taking on Kayo, the wet blanket, Boralio. Uh, and Boralio been doing my Portuguese lessons is 
I'm so fucking boring. You are going to go to sleep in any one of my fights. Uh, that that's the direct translation. Um, Sean, what do we got here? So deceiving, because look how cool he looks in his sure dog photo. Have you, you seen that? He's got the sunglasses on and everything. You'd think he was right? a, a monster in there. And a neck tattoo and like, jeez. Looks so scary. <laughs> but it's just a scary blanket. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if Meerkat's taken you down, which he did multiple times against, uh, Miradoff, I think Boralo is going to be able to do it a couple times. The concern if you're back in Boralo is the crowd is going to be instantly booing as soon as this hits the floor. And so we might be seeing some pretty quick stand-ups. Uh, and when this is on the feet, then it gets a little scary if, uh, if you're a Boralo backer. Um, I'll, I'll pick Boralo, but yeah, that's, that is scary with, uh, with how much the booing is probably going to affect the refereeing in this fight. Wesley. Yeah, I guess it depends on who they got over, cause, you know, if it's Goddard, he ain't going to give a shit if it's, you know, Sheiks or... Unfortunately, we don't get Boston. that information ahead of time. It's not like this yeah. is a real sport or anything. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I feel like Barallo's probably going to get some takedowns here and do a whole lot of nothing. And even on the feet, man, if you watched his uh, uh, his fight with Petrosian earlier, the, who we talked about earlier, man, they just stared at each other. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just a really, really boring fighter. Um, Muradoff needs to needs to catch something on him, I think, here, or, or he's probably going to going to get taken down and, and get laid on. Uh, Sean's right. If, if the Meerkat's taking you down, like, uh, Borello's takedowns are decent enough. Um, my angle I was looking at here is I, I was looking at the over because I think that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, and even if it's on the feet for, for uh, you know, chunks of time, Borello just doesn't engage, man. He, Like I said, if you watch the Petrosian fight, he just he doesn't engage. He doesn't take chances. I think I think we see this going some time here. So, um, Barallo is going to be the pick for me. Um, I haven't I haven't bet anything on this fight yet, but um, if I do, it's going to be the over. And uh, like Sean said, there, all my stuff is going to be tracked on on bet stamp uh, before the fight starts. Good plug, good plug, love it. Um, I, I think the the more we get in, the the more the the old tout fees jump up. So, uh, we love it. Um, I, I took a little shot on, on Muradov here. Um, unfortunately, I missed the, the plus 200 out there. Uh, got it at plus 180. I probably shouldn't even have bet it there because I'm probably going to be able to get a better price throughout the week. But the takedown defense wasn't awful uh, against Meerkat. Uh, a lot of that was after he absolutely blew his load from trying to get the finish. And I think that Baraglio's wrestling so far has consisted of, like, running forward and and tackling guys. His wrestling hasn't actually looked good. It's been against guys that have no clue or no desire to defend takedowns. And Muradov does some of the right things when he's trying to defend takedowns. So I think that he can avoid some of them. He's the way better striker. 
I mean, this is a guy that people thought was good enough that two fights ago he was minus 700 against the Meerkat. Fair. So, like, he's he's a good enough fighter. He's got a lot of experience. He's fought a lot of decent guys on the regional scene. Better boxer here. I think they can come out with a game plan. They can stuff a takedown or two. And Boralio's probably going to be lost on the feet. So at almost plus 200, I took a shot on the much better striker. And I'm hoping that he can get it done. Uh, this will be one of those double losses. Because if he does not win, I'm going to lose my bet. And I'm probably going to have to sit through 15 minutes of the the Brazilian wet blanket uh, on another dude's back just doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Welterweight division, speaking of wet blankets, Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, baby. Uh, it, it's a good card, but sometimes good cards have not the most exciting fighters in the world on them. Um, and that kind of goes for his opponent, too. Sean Brady, it's like the the best fight you can make between two guys that you really don't care if you watch or not. Hey, Sean? Yeah, it kind of eliminates one of them from title contention, so it's probably a good thing. Um, yeah. Some smart booking by the UFC. Um, I'm not yeah, sure that one a, of these guys could win a fight in the slap fighting championship. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I, I just hope, what, what I hope, as we don't see a lot of the t-shirt in the pool division move over to the no. slap. Or unless we're going for dual dual champ. That that's a possibility. <laughs> possibility. We'll, we'll see what Chris Barnett does. We'll see what what he does. That's the man. That I mean that's oh. the man. He could be he could be the one. Uh yeah, as for this fight like it's it, I think it's a tough it's a tough fight uh for me to grasp. Um I've kind of been low on Bilal Muhammad, uh, lost some money against him lately. I, yeah. I lost a bunch of money, uh, against Luke and against Wonderboy. The dude's a blanket. Uh, he knows what he's good at and he does it. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it in this fight. Um, I think Sean Brady's offensive wrestling is, is definitely going to test his takedown defense and he isn't really fought many like good grapplers to know like how that defensive grappling is he is getting coached slash trained by by Khabib so I mean that that probably helps I think regardless this this fight is gonna fly to a well it's not gonna fly it's gonna snail crawl to a decision crawl. because I don't think there's gonna be too much going on but I think the the over two and a half is is gonna cash fairly easily I put that in a one unit parlay Whoever's winning this fight, I don't think they're getting a finish. This is going to be Grapple City, and it it it's that's a tough lead into a great pay per view. It's it's not the most uh, it's not definitely not eye candy. There's been some other pay per views where they try to lead in with a, an action fight. I, I don't think they're doing that here. This is the definite uh, first fight on. Actually, it should be like a second fight on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. So you, you got your yeah, people like, that that yeah. bought and like the people in the arena are a little bit hyped. They can get a chance to go get a beer and all of that. Cool down, but it's a cool down match, you know. Yeah, I, I I don't know about it being the first fight or the uh, the lead into the pay per view. Anyway, Wes. Yeah, I don't know. It just, this fight seems like the 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 Spider Man 
beam to me where it's like almost the same dude almost um I, I do think Shauna is right that this fight is definitely going 15 minutes there there's between these dudes together they couldn't finish a fucking six inch turkey club like they, they couldn't do it um yeah I think however which way you lean decision's probably going to be the way to go uh you're going to get some decent plus money on either guy I've gone back and forth man I just these guys seem so similar similar to me um I, I don't know I'm kind of leaning Brady I, I just think Brady does um, a tiny bit more on the feet blows a lot of one punches at a time, a uh, one-two combo, tries to back you up, tries to go for takedowns. I think Brady throws the three-four punch combos. He has a little bit more output. I think his takedown defense is good enough to where this is probably going to stay on the feet or it's going to be a lot of – I think Blaw's game is going to be to get him to the cage and work him over like he does a lot of dudes. Maybe he does that a little bit in this fight. Uh, he, he's very good at that, man. Like, if he gets if he gets Brady down, like, Blaw could take some, still some rounds here. I mean, he absolutely could. It, it's it's a really really close fight. I don't, I, I can't argue with somebody taking the dog money here because it's that close. Um, I haven't bet Brady. Um, I, I do like the over, like Sean said. I think that's a a good parlay piece that. This fight's going 15 minutes. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick Brady. Uh, I'm going to watch the line. It's actually coming down. I think Bilal money's starting to come in a little bit. Uh, there's some spots where Brady's down to minus 130 now, I believe. Um, I do like the over. Um, and if I play Brady, I'm, I'm probably just going to take that, that plus money decision. That's sitting around at plus 160 out there. So Brady by decisions to pick, uh, like the over. Magic, I don't have a, a TMT hat, but uh, I've got a Dude Wipes hat. Does that count? Can, can we get them back in the mix? No? Uh, they're, they're famous now. They make lots of money. Uh, they're big, yeah, they're I'm, actually big time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I think it's because of us. Absolutely. So the hammer is poised for massive things now that they're going to get the, uh, the MMA analysis bump. Yep, that's right. Um, I'm on the other side here. I, I like Bilal in, in this fight. I think that both guys are going to stop the wrestling. Uh, Bilal hasn't fought a lot of great grapplers lately, but throughout his career, he's shown that he's got good takedown defense. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's physically stronger than he looks. It's not Ramadan right now, so he does not like fasting and all that crap that he normally does during fights. And I don't know, I just, I don't find myself, like Brady's one of those guys that it's more impressive that he has a zero next to his name, uh, in, in the loss column than anything that he actually shows me in a fight. So I, I think this is going to be a 15 minute striking match. And I don't love Brady striking, he, he will throw a little bit more in combination than Bilal, but not great at range. Doesn't really look like he's trying to do much other than close the distance. I don't think he's ever outstruck anybody in the UFC, and it's not like he's fighting, you know, world-class strikers in, in his fights in the UFC so far. So I think if this turns into a 15-minute 
kind of steering contest that that favors Bilal a little bit. He knows how to win those fights. Uh, Brady hasn't really been in one of them yet. So I've got a unit on Bilal plus 125. And uh, what I talked about earlier, no, I didn't. Um, that's still to come. But uh, I've got the, the goes the distance parlayed with something in this fight. Uh, it's not in this next one. But there may be a bet here because <laughs> is it going to happen again, Sean? It's that time again. We got, we got we got the mook again. It's that uh, time. She's taking on the, the man on fire. Um, it's big things. I, I hear that Menofuro is the next future champ in the women's whatever division she fights in because she's won a couple fights in a row. Talk about that. She's not, but she is still pretty good. I'm asking to get mooked again. Uh, I, I lost some money fading mook again, uh, when she, she beat, uh, I think Arujao. I think I was on Rebus as well. Of course those go to splits, but, um, I'm trying to get mooked again. I, I think Fiaro is, is pretty good. Um, on the feet, she's, she's got good. Pretty good volume, and she actually has a pretty good takedown. Um, Mook can can be grappled. I think uh, that would be the best path to victory. Um, I feel like she does her best mooking when she's she's on the feet and, and hypnotizing uh, her opponent. So I got Fiero in a in that parlay with uh, Brady and Muhammad over two and a half at plus one hundred six. I think she's gonna win a Decision fairly wide. Wes, I do it. I know it. Sean, 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 are you ever gonna learn, son? Nope. <laughs> you're about you're, you're about to get moved again. Uh, I hate to Love say it. it, man. This is uh this is just a, another one of those matchups for her, Amanda. Where you're right, she's gonna hypnotize her. She's gonna throw those. Gonna catch her on the, the end of Ovo Girl throwing three punches, whipping on two, and Mook again catches her on, on the last one, and the judges remember that shit. Um, could see Mook again trying to, trying to work on the cage a little bit. Like, we've seen this over and over, man. There, there's just like, there's, there's no reason even like some of these, some of these women's fights, you don't, you just don't even break them down. You, you almost know what's gonna happen because of who's in them. Um, this, this, this man on, man on fire, um, Brad's thing is pretty good. Um, like she's got a couple of those stoppages to where Brad likes to, to call the standing them TKOs. the fraud KOs because <laughs> they're standing KOs to where she literally tees off for 20 unanswered punches, but can't knock her out. It's just a rough stoppage because she's not defending herself anymore. Those ladies like, are no, tough, Wes. If you can't, it's if some you, some hundred and five pound chick who doesn't want to be in there with her. <laughs> Just like, I mean, please, this, please stop. You're not hurting me, but please stop punching me. These are the matchups that that the Mook again just thrives in, man. Somebody that can't hurt her, like we know what's going to happen. Give me some at dog money. Uh, I, she's won me so much money, even lately. Uh, I mean, the Revis, like, just over and over, um, we're going to be up regardless. So, 
Uh, little, little, uh, Mook again. What is she, uh, sitting out there now? It's up to like plus 180 in some spots, plus 170s. And then, um, Mook again decision is, uh, plus 250 over at FanDuel. Get a little extra 60, 70 cents there. So, uh, we're going to take a little Mook again decision as well. And pity, pity Sean that he just, he keeps falling into the Mook trap. Mook trap is that like the nose trap? She trapped you. Uh, Got you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Mason Mason had Mook at uh, plus one ninety earlier this week, um, so I, I I grabbed a little bit of that. Um, now, as he tends to do, he's smartened up, and even the the Mook decision is only plus one ninety over there right now. Uh, but there's still those plus 240s, plus 250s, other places. I mean, honestly, that's as good as uh, a Mook money line in this spot. She's not going to finish somebody. She's not going to put it on anybody. She's going to hup hup kaya for 15 <laughs> minutes. Uh, yep. Going to get a decision against somebody who has been able to physically dominate everyone she's been in there with. And suddenly is in a fight against a somewhat capable fighter who she can't do that. So I'm on Mook. I, I grabbed that plus 190 at Mason. Probably throw another like half or so on the, uh, the decision at, at plus 240, plus 250. That's, I mean, it's happened so many times. I, we've seen the same fight for a decade now. I, I don't know how, well, I, I know how it could not happen again here, but I'm going to take the price that they're giving me and hope that it doesn't. Lightweight division. Now now we get to the good stuff. Uh, we got Benny Dariush, little Benny from the block, taking on Mateusz Gamrat. Um, Gamrat was, like, really hyped coming into the UFC and then stumbled in that debut. Uh, I don't know if it was debut or second fight in the UFC, but... I think things kind of died off a little bit, but this guy is still very good. I think he deserves to be in this spot. I wish they'd kind of bring more guys in at this level. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting fight, Sean. Yeah, he lost in his debut to Guram Kutadaladze, who is, turns out, is very good himself. Um, yep. I like Gamrod here. Um, he, I don't think Dariush is going to be able to take him down. Um, Gamrot's takedown defense stood up very well against Saryukian, who I think is a, a better overall offensive grappler um, when it comes to takedowns anyway than, than Dariush. So I think Gamrot's going to dictate where this fight is. Uh, when it's on the feet, we know what that Dariush's chin is like. It's still there. It's just recently... He hasn't, uh, he hasn't had to risk it because he's able to take everybody down and, and lay on them and, and do work down there. He's not going to be able to do that against, um, he's not going to do that, be able to do that against, um, Gamrot. So I think Gamrot's could even offensive grapple against him, uh, and, and smash him on the ground, but, on the feet, I, I, I trust Gamrot's hands and his flying knees and all kinds of craziness that he's throwing. So I like him to, to win a, 
win the fight. I don't know if he finishes Dariush. Uh, he might hurt them at some point, but not be able to finish him. Uh, Dariush is, he's got chin issues, but he still <laughs> fights for as, as long as he can. That's for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm going to put Gamrod in, in that parlay with the Mukiev inside the distance. Wesley. Yeah. Gamrod is, is very, very good. Um, and, and if you can't, like after watching that last performance, um, it, it's just that that was impressive. Even as good as he's been, even coming from KSW and all that, that was very impressive. And you know, taken from that fight, I think Sharukian is is a way better offensive wrestler than uh, Darius is. Well, I wouldn't say way better. He's a better offensive wrestler than than Darius is. I, I think this ends up staying on the feet, uh, for the most part. Um, and the last, like, big, actual big puncher that Darius fought, um, he got knocked out. Um, I'll, I guess I'll put Dober in there, but he got Dober out of there with a sub in like the second. But I mean, Close and Holtzman and Diego Ferreira, Tony Ferguson, he didn't have to worry. Uh, uh, about that with those guys. Gamrot can, can crack, man. Um, and I think if, even if he doesn't get Darius out there, it's not, you know, likely this, this probably goes to decision. I, I just, I think, I think Gamrot is, um, he's just got more, more skill on the feet. I think it's going to be, I think Sean was also right about, you know, his, his offensive top game. If this, you know, if somebody is going for a takedown, like Gamrot could get, uh, I take down on Darius and have some top, uh, some top time and, and drop some hammers, but I think it stays on the feet and I think Gamrod gets Darius out of there eventually. I think he lands something. Um, I like Gamrod. Uh, I have him, uh, in, in a, in one of my parlays with somebody later on who I have just a lot of money on and a number of, of parlays. Gamrod's going to be in one of those and, I'm taking a little shot on Gamrot TKO. It's plus 500 over at FanDuel. Um, that's kind of crazy to me against the guy who we know is Chinny and the last big puncher I think he went up against. He got, he got knocked out by, by our boy, uh, Magic's favorite fighter of all time, Alex Hernandez. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I like Gamrot here. I think he's a great parlay piece and I will, uh, take a little shot on TKO plus 500. And Magic saying right now, just imagine what Hernandez is going to do down at 145. <laughs> just, the, the man's pants are on the ceiling fan right now. He can't handle himself. And, and Luke, no idea. Absolutely no clue how we ended up here. Uh, good things happen to good people, I guess. Something like that. <laughs> um, I like Gamrod here as well. I, I, I haven't bet him yet. I, I don't really know how I want to bet this. Like, I guess I, I could parlay it, but I, I don't know. There's there's other spots that I like more on this card that I've already put a bunch of money in over the past few weeks, um, maybe months since it's been announced. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. But I think the biggest thing is the volume here, that he's going to be pushing a pace. He's going to be pushing a pace on... Uh, on Dariush, uh, I think he's the more likely one to get takedowns if they happen. And 
even if you don't think he won that fight against Sarukian, he's still a very good scrambler uh, and probably going to end up on top in a lot of these fights. Uh, so, like Gamrot, uh, don't really know how I'm going to bet him or and haven't bet him yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see where all that goes. Third from the top, Bantamweight division. We're, we're all on the lighter stuff. It, isn't it weird how these, like, good pay-per-view cards, there's nothing above lightweight? Huh. Interesting how that happens. But anyways, we got former champ, Pideon, taking on Sean Omuki. Another mook in the, in the family. Uh, our, our own Sean, you're not, you can't, Possibly be back in your your brethren here, right? He's he's done for. He spells his name different, the wrong way. Different spelling. He's, yeah. he's out of here. I don't get this. Um, <laughs> so Bet Online opened up the odds a long time ago. When was that? It was like July twentieth. They opened Peter Yan minus two fifty. And every single one of us is like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and so I jumped in at that point. Uh, I got minus 280. Because, uh, of course, I thought this number was going to go off, you know, minus 500. And it did get steamed. Um, as you can see, it uh, <laughs> it did get steamed right away. And I don't know who is betting Sean O'Malley back into range. It is wild Twitch to bros. me. I, Twitch bros. <laughs> like, the dude has a following. Props to him. Yep. He, he He's yeah. probably getting paid more to fight than he should be because of his following that he's able been able to create. I just don't get this. He was recently in a competitive fight with Pedro Munoz, and now he's only minus 260, minus 300 to Peter Yawn. Who, up, up until last fight where he got backpacked by Aljamain Sterling for three or two rounds and then he won the other round, um, everybody thought he was untouchable. I know Peter Yan sl- starts slow. I don't know if that's gonna matter here. I also think he's gonna grapple. And if he grapples, I think Sean O'Malley is in a lot of trouble. We don't see Peter Yan grapple that much because he doesn't have to. I think he, he can grapple in this fight and smash O'Malley on the ground. On the feet, I know he's got some cool wheel kicks. He's got some precision. Peter Yon is a ridiculous striker. Uh, I think Peter Yon is going to put a beating on this guy. So, yeah, I got the four units. I laid it to win four units at minus 280. So that is 11-some units on Peter Yon. Uh, haven't had a bet like this in a... I don't know ever. This this might be once in a lifetime chance here. Uh, I think usually it's dumb to lay that price in MMA. I think this is the spot. If Sean O'Malley proves me wrong, I I I'll take it. I'll take the lumps because I just don't see it. Wes. Yeah, I know. I know. Sometimes it's it's hard for like people that don't really uh, bet MMA or fighting in general to look at a line like minus two fifty, minus two seventy five, and and think like there, you know, there's just no, there's no value there. Um, and in fighting, that's just that's different. 
it, it just is. Uh, there's always value out there in something. And in this fight, I think minus 250 that Peter Yan is sitting at, at, at FanDuel and Betway, and it's coming down a lot of places, is insane to me. Like, I, I'm not putting this on, like, the Floyd Connor. It's not quite there. Love. It's not that. But, man, it is – it's – it's madness to me. I do not get this. Um, like, do people forget what the fight O'Malley was just in? Like, Pedro Munoz is, I mean, I don't want to say he's like um, a shittier version of, of Peter Yan, but like, that Peter Yan is, it's crazy to me, man. Um, I, I love him in this spot. Um I'm hoping that as the week goes on and, and people start betting this more and more, like Sean hit it, like O'Malley's got a following. He's done very well building himself up. Um, he is online. He, he games. He's got a, a pretty, uh, decently sized Twitch channel. Um, which I don't think people realize not has a lot of like, um, they do a lot of betting content on Twitch now. There's a lot of like, promotional shit with streamers that get deals with FanDuel and DraftKings and they all promote on there. So all of those dudes are going to be throwing their hundred bucks, their, you know, 50 bucks on O'Malley as this week goes on. And man, like I got, I've just been putting yawn in, in hockey stuff and baseball stuff and just everything I can add another leg to, um, if this goes down to minus 200 or something like that, I mean, I, I'm not at Sean's level yet as far as the money I have on Yon, but man, this is going to be probably my biggest MMA bet of the year as far as the amount of money I have on Peter Yon here. I don't, this is just baffling to me. I, I think he is going to smoke Sean O'Malley. Um, Peter Yon by KO is plus 380, plus 300 out there. <laughs> Like, yeah. go to, just open a FanDuel account if you don't have one. And, um, I, I love you out here. Um, I, I don't understand this price and, um, it's going to be a big bet. Yeah. I kind of wish that there wasn't two fights that I really wanted to, to lay down the old proverbial oh, hammer no. on this card on. Um, yeah, you see what I did there, folks? Um, this is, this is one of them. I, I don't get it. I, I didn't bet it early because this is MMA. Um, I, I didn't pull the Sean. Uh, I figured there was always going to be spots for me in the next four months from when this fight was announced that, that I could make some money. Uh, and it turns out that I, this is one of those spots. Like the line right now and a little bit earlier this week has been just as good as the opener. Uh, I actually went through the process of migrating uh, an account over to Ontario with all the the regulations that we have to go through because they had Peter Yan at minus 240 earlier today. And I thought that was stupid. So I put a bunch of money on that. We'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be pretty good. Because one of these guys has been competitive and or beating top guys in the division. And one of them has been 
beating guys in this division. He, like, he was it, on he was on his way to get smoked by Munoz. Like <laughs> Munoz was lighting that kid up. Like I don't. What are we doing? What the fuck yeah. are we doing? So even for the people that think that O'Malley win. Like, at this point, you should probably take the under instead of O'Malley because there's a pretty good chance that Jan gets on top of him and folds like an accordion like he did once uh, Vera got on top of him. Or if you think he wins, he has to land the greatest punch in the history of MMA because he is not the better fighter here anywhere. It, it's It's insane to me. So I like Jan. I've got him straight at minus 240, which that was sports interaction. A lot of people can't get that. Um, but the uh, the play that I alluded to earlier was Jan, and Bilal goes to decision. Parlayed at DraftKings is even money. And, like, that's... It's a great bet. That's, that's nuts to me. Uh, as Wes has done, I've also thrown Jan in with a bunch of... Like I had some bet credits at different sites and stuff like that, so I threw them in with Dubronx and basically everything that I bet on this card. Uh, it uh, a lot of it is tied to Peter Yan, and I don't feel nervous about that in the least. This is this is one of those levels things. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it turns out on Saturday afternoon, I suppose, not Saturday evening, um, since these are going down from Abu Dhabi. But that brings us to the co-main event, Bantamweight division. Should have been Jose, Jose Aldo. Wow, I almost said Jose. That's bad. Yeast. I need to go get him a beer or something after that. Um, but yeah, should have been Jose. Instead, it's TJ. And, uh. <laughs> DJ. <yeah. laughs> uh, good fight still. Relatively closely lined. I, could see a lot of things happening. One thing I know is that if either of these dudes actually has to piss in a cup, it's going to melt through to the floor because holy shit, the magma is flowing in Abu Dhabi this week. Sean, I will be right back. Break it down. Sounds good. Um, I'll keep this generally, generally quick. Um, I... I don't feel like I have a good read on this fight. Um, it, it's hard to know what, what Dillashaw is at this point. Like, he is getting old at this weight class. Um, he doesn't have that many fights, but he also had to take those years off. And, I mean, I guess those years off were good for him, you know, getting healthy and having surgeries and stuff like that. But And then with Aljo, like, I've been a, a fairly big fan of his for for a, a long time and the fights with Peter Yan just just messed with my head because I, I took a shot on him when the first fight got very lucky that Peter Yan did a very very dumb thing and then of course I bet Peter Yan in the second fight because I was like oh he's gonna destroy him and Aljo did what he had to do in that fight Peter Yan started slow uh, Sterling threw volume in the first and then was able to backpack him for two more rounds is Aljo going to be able to backpack TJ? I guess it's possible. I mean, TJ's been taken down, but he hasn't really been held down in, in previous fights. So I, I just, I don't really have a good angle. I think I'll go with the champion, the younger guy. Um, I think Aljo 
throws volume, maybe gets some takedowns and some backpacking time, and wins a decision. What do you got, Wes? Yeah, th- this fight is just really tough for me um, as well. Um, all the points you brought up, I, I did the exact same thing with uh, Aljo that first time. Um, hit a nice plus money uh, on him. Very lucky uh, that we got that. And then I, I, I bet Jan in, in the rematch. Um, I, I don't see how you couldn't a- after watching that first fight. Um, but I, I'm not sure how much Aljo really, I don't know. I don't know how much he really improved to that second from the first fight to the second fight. I just think he had a, uh, a way better game plan going, game plan. going into that fight um, and, and implemented it very well. I think that sort of same game plan applies in, in this fight. Uh, he's going to have to weather some ugly stuff from TJ. I think uh, TJ could win the first round, maybe even two, just on output and stuff. But, um, you know, Sean's right. Uh, you know, TJ has been taken down in the past, ha- hasn't been held there. But there's a guy down here that, uh, that can hold him down and get to his back and work and just throw up a lot of subs, work, try to – TJ's probably not going to get, you know, choked by Aljo, but he's going to have to work and fight off those, those chokes. Um, I think that wears, wears TJ down towards the later rounds. And, I mean, we've seen Aljo's gas tank is incredible. The dude is just absolutely fucking shredded. He, he could probably piss through six inches of fucking titanium steel at this point. Um, so I, I just think Aljo's his, his wrestling, his cardio um, – I think that's gonna gonna be the deciding factor in a really close fight. It's why I can't. I don't really have a something I really like to bet on this fight, which is kind of crazy. Um, it, it being the you know one of the top fights on the card, I, I usually have something on just about everything because I'm a can, complete and total degener- degenerate. But um, Al, Aljo's going down a little bit in some spots. It seems to be going back back the other way now. Um, I was hoping it would come down into a range that forced me to play Aljo Hill because I do like him as, as a pick, but uh, as of right now, it's a pass at, at that kind of price because it's still TJ Dillashaw, man. Like we forget how great this guy was was at one time, and um, he did show flashes against Sanhagen in his last fight, which was his. I believe that was his first fight back from uh, from the long layout. So. He's got room to improve in his second fight back. Although I, I do think he lost that fight against Sanhagen. I, I thought he lost a, a decision there myself, but he showed flashes of, of good stuff in that fight. So it's close, man. It's a really close fight. I'll, I'll just the pit, but I'll, I'll probably just end up passing on a bit here. Yeah. I hate this kind of fight because I feel like it's lined pretty much correctly in just about every way. Um, and. You know, most of the enjoyment that I get out of fights is by betting on them and making money now. So uh, I, I think that it's more likely than not that Aljo finds his way to Dillashaw's back in a couple of rounds. Um, maybe a possibility of a sub in one of those, but not really a, a huge chance. So I, I get why it's favored to go to decision. If TJ's winning, if he's keeping it standing and, and landing more in the exchanges, Aljo's got a pretty damn good chin. Uh, the only time we've seen him knocked out was getting melted by a Marlon Marais full-on kick knee 
Um, like, shit that's going to kill anybody. So I, I think that he's going to be able to hold up to, to TJ's combinations. Uh, I, I just think that this is competitive. It's lined in the right direction. It's going to go to decision. I don't have a bet on it. Um, maybe it's one of those fights where you look at, like, the, the split or the, the majority props because uh, there's going to be some close rounds, maybe. Uh, it could come down to what TJ does in the first two minutes before Aljo hops onto his back for the last three and does nothing. Um, and we really don't know how judges are scoring those fights right now. They're they're all over the place. So yep. no bet for me on this one. Uh, I think it's going to be entertaining, but it's not the greatest fight in the world. What is going to be great, though, main event... We got Islam Mac and Cheese just doing his boring thing, beating up guys outside the top 15 and then claiming <laughs> that nobody wants to fight him. And somehow this dude has stumbled into a title shot against the champ. I don't care. If it, it's not vacant. The champ has a name. It's Dubron. West or, uh, Lance still isn't here, which is Sad. very disappointing. I, I assume that uh, that that the team won the T-ball championship, he, he's, and he's, he's just he's, tall boys. <laughs> yep, he, he's hopping behind the bar and using the tap. Uh, you know, he's he's taking his own shots out there. But uh, it's a shame that he's going to miss this because Debron is defending his belt, going into enemy territory. Converting the the lions in Abu Dhabi, making them dye their hair blonde. Nobody can stop. I had to shave my head. If I didn't shave my head, I was going to dye my hair blonde. Because Dubronx is fighting this week. It, it's an incredible time. Sean, what do you got? So even if Dubronx wasn't, you know, one of my favorite fighters, the the line on this fight is is wild to me. You know, we, we see it. It's you know, plus 160 at the best right now, really in the plus 150 range. Wild. I think that's wild. Now, Mac and Cheese, he's got skills. We, we're not going to say he's not a skilled fighter. But he is so untested, it's wild. Now, is that his own fault? Is that other people's fault? I don't really care. All I know is he's untested. Um... He is going to get tested in this fight. I know what Dubronx will go through to win a fight. Um, getting clocked by Michael Chandler, getting clocked by Dustin Poirier. They couldn't, they couldn't get him out of there. This, this dude is, is steel now. Um, I think he's just going to push a pace. He's going to come forward. If Mac and Cheese goes for a takedown, the, the guillotine is, is there. I don't think he, when he gets taken down, he's not just going to lay there and, and throw up subs. Like he, he does throw up subs, but usually it's to, to get back to the feet, uh, and just get the guy moving and scrambling and thinking. I just think Dubronx is the best lightweight in the world. And he is an underdog right now. And that's wild to me considering who the guys that he has dispatched and how he has done that. Um, Mac and cheese. If he doesn't get a takedown, 
What does this look like? I feel like it's bad, bad news for Makachev. That, that Bill Very bad. Number starts looking really nice. <laughs> he doesn't get a takedown. He, he's going to get takedowns. Dubronx doesn't have amazing takedown defense, but he's going to make him work. It's going to be scary at all times. And then when it's not on the ground, it's going to be hell. And I think that the pace of this fight is going to turn mac and cheese, and he's he's going to crumble. Do Bronx. I don't know if he's going to choke him. I don't know if he's going to knock him out, but we know he's finishing him. I got five units on him, plus 150. I bet it too early. I should have known. All this money's coming in. On the uh, the favored side, luckily we're not going to have to worry about the the judges in this one because Dubronx is not going to let that happen. He doesn't play that. No, not at all. Wes, what do we got? Yeah, I mean, just before anything, just the absolute and total disrespect for again that if he if he wins this fight, it's probably the greatest lightweight of all time. Like definitely has the greatest lightweight wins of all time. Resume, absolutely. Now, skill wise, you know, there's arguments. You know, prime BJ, of course. We're gonna we're gonna talk about dudes like that. But resume in current day MMA, where the skill level is just, of course, as high as it's it's ever been. Um, you know, Sean hit on a lot of good points. Um. We know what happens with Dobronx when shit goes bad. We know he's not finding a way out. We have no clue what's going to happen with Makashev when shit gets bad. And it's going to get bad in this fight. Uh, that dude has gotten to just lay on and beat on a bunch of dudes, non-top 15 fighters that he can control. Just no danger whatsoever. Um, in any fight, uh, we're not going to argue against, you know, the skills that the guy has. He, he does get the guys out of there and uh, doesn't get them all out of there, but, uh, he, he, you know, gets a lot of dudes out of there that he's supposed to. Um, I just don't, I don't understand the disrespect, man. I don't know how you go against Gagey, Poirier, Chandler, Ferguson, and like Kevin Lee, the, even as bad, the dudes that are quote unquote lower level fighters that no Bronx has beat is just it's all the dudes right outside that top 10, top 15. And they just can't get up there because he ends up knocking their asses out or ch- uh, chokes them dead more often than not. Um, I just, I, I, I love no Bronx in this fight. Of course, um, this on the feet is going to be hilarious. The, the leaps that, Doe Bronx has taken in his striking over the past five or six years might be the biggest leap in a skill set that we've seen a dude have at this level of fighting in that time. Mm-hmm. And then add on top of it, the power. That dude has legit knockout power on top of the skills. Um I don't I don't he he's not like Chinny, like Doe Bronx has been rocked. In MMA, like, you're gonna get rocked at this level. It, it's your recovery. Like, we talk about Gagey's recovery, how he stays in fights. Doe Bronx's recovery is insane. Um, th- this is just, it's gonna be a great fight. I think it's a Doe Bronx performance. I'm looking at, um, 
uh, of course, I'm hammering the the money line. Um, I waited. I, I knew that this Russian money was going to continue coming in. It, the dis, I keep saying the disrespect on Dobrox is incredible, but just this particular guy is was always going to keep taking money here. Um, so I'm I'm going to wait it out uh, longer. Uh, I will be on Dobrox money line big and uh, inside the distance. It, it, he finishes dudes. He does not go to decisions. And I'm looking at KO. I I think that this – I think that Makashev is probably good enough if he's on top on the mat that he can survive early against Dobrox trying to, trying to throw stuff up on him. I just think this gets back up to the feet at one point and Dobrox catches something. Um, so I'm looking at KO. That's – uh, plus 550 or something at FanDuel as well. Like FanDuel's got some crazy prop lines. Um, yeah, it's, it's still Brock season. Um, crowning the greatest of all time when he wins this fight Saturday afternoon. I mean, I don't want to be an echo, but <laughs> what are we doing here? We've got Dubronx who has gone through the lightweight gauntlet. And not just these last couple fights. He's gone through the featherweight gauntlet. He's gone through missing weight and switching weight classes and injuries and, you know, people thinking he's a quitter and everything you could possibly imagine. And people are still trying to bring up the the quitter stuff. Like, I, I thought we were done with this two fights ago, three fights ago, four fights ago. People, people want to keep bringing it up. Um, but how, how could you even like make uh, any right. sort of argument after watching his last three or four fights? Like that is that's just I don't. It, it, insane. He's a, a completely different human being than he was ten years ago when he came into the UFC. And if he was still that guy, mac and cheese would beat him. If he was still willing to, to lay on his back and just throw up subs and, and try and catch something, he'd lose this fight. Because I think Makachev is is good enough that if this just turns into him being in top position, he can survive that. It, it won't be the most exciting thing in the world, uh, but that would be a possibility. The thing is, New Bronx isn't even close to that dude. The, this is the most dangerous lightweight on the feet now in addition to being the guy who's probably the most dangerous guy on his back which high level mma that doesn't mean a ton uh but if he gets on top of you in any sort of position he's immediately going for dangerous dangerous subs so and he doesn't he doesn't lay there too much anymore now he's reversing he's moving yep like we'll see Yep, exactly. And I mean, what's the what's the path for Makachev here? He's just lay on him, tire him. Yeah, up. he's got to like, have he's like to get 15, there. He's got to close the distance, which yep. means he has to get through a longer, better puncher, a much longer, better kicker who's willing to use body attacks, leg attacks. Uh, stepping knees when somebody's coming into him, uh, a guy who is notoriously probably one of the most dangerous fighters ever in scrambles off initial takedowns. 
you're you're gonna have to listen to uh, our boy Dan Tom later in this week. He's got a a little nugget that he shared with me, but I I don't want to steal too much from him. But I think that a lot of Mac and Cheese's uh, takedowns they come from the clinch. They come come from clinch trips, and, and if he even gets to that spot. Have you seen what Dubronx has done to the last three, four guys that he's fought in the clinch? He is brutalizing their body. The clinch. His body, his body work is insane now. It, yeah. it is absolutely insane. Dustin Poirier was ready to quit after about three minutes of knees to the body for, from Dubronx. And that was a guy that wasn't even trying to wrestle him. That was just a guy who was sort of crashing in, in, in exchanges. So I think the Dubronx Massive advantage on the feet. He's going to do damage in the clinch. The damage that he does in the clinch is going to force Mac and Cheese to drop his head. He's going to drop his head right into some front chokes if he chooses to do that. And there's not a guy who's more dangerous with those than Dubronx. So I I get what Wes is saying. I'm probably going to end up with a little bit of that TKO as well. Uh, just because the price is so different from inside the distance. I mean, the the inside is plus 175, uh, plus 150. Uh, Exactly. Like, you you play the money line. They wised up. They wised up. (laughs) Exactly. This is not like the the Mook again fight. Uh, These ones are are priced a little bit more accurately. But you take the money line on Dubronx. Uh, If you want, you take some TKO. I saw that there's TKO round one at plus 1,500. I'm going to have to throw a sprinkle on that because I think uh, an early knee, an early uppercut, something like that could certainly get the job done uh, before Mac and Cheese can even get a takedown. It's going to be Dubronx. It was always going to be Dubronx. And the consensus bet of the week is Dubronx. Oh, plus, uh, what, what are you going? Plus one sixty eight. Yeah, bet online. We're, we're going with like, the bet online there. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait it out probably because I think it it's gonna probably get a little bit better. The Munich is also we're doubling up as well. We're doubling, we're doubling up, up this week. Are we allowed? To it's do a that? big week. Is I think allowed? we're yeah. we're doing that. We're doing that. <laughs> we're doing it. Um, yeah, those those have a winning track record. If you're not they aware. Do. Uh, and we hope to continue that this weekend. We've got a card coming up the the following week. There's like six straight weeks of cards. We got Jesus. Glover coming up at some point in there. He's going to get his belt back, and, and all things will be right in the world in 2022. But this, uh, if you aren't aware, is an afternoon card. Uh, yeah, I think you got to wake up. Pay-per-view starts at like... What, uh, 1 a.m. Or, or 1 p.m., sorry? Something like that? I believe so, yeah. Sh- Sean's gonna look that up and, uh. 1 p.m. Eastern. Boom. The one true time zone. Uh, so <laughs> enjoy that. Um, I already tried to, to use that to get out of some activities with the wife. I think it worked. Uh, I told her this was a, a fight card that I was actually thinking about buying because it was that good. So she was like, oh, he's, he's serious about this one. Uh, Scratch that, it's 2 p.m. Eastern. Same shit. Same shit, different pile. Uh, Should be over by 5. You can go out, you can spend all the money that you want on Dubronx doing degenerate things. 
But we appreciate everyone listening. We appreciate uh, the hammer. Go to the the hammer dot bet. Uh, check things out for hosting us now, and we will see everybody next week. I, I can start to start to hear it coming in the background. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this thing up before uh, maybe like a month or so. I'll figure it out. I won't cut us off in the intro. 